this the intro to the podcast hello listeners and viewers if you're on our youtube or spotify whatever whatever um this is novice chats and today we have a very special guest i i call him my uh, best friend he's kind of like an older brother to me um he's called uh donnie lee uh donnie would you like to introduce yourself sure so as you heard from Nayla, my name is donnie i'm a first year student at mcmaster university i'm studying health sciences and that's honestly just a little bit about me it's very little about me we'll learn more as we talk yeah right, so cool. uh How's life been, I guess, as a first-year student at Mac? First-year student at Mac? Um, I mean, especially with the current pandemic, it's a little bit different, you know? Um, in my kind of experience, life has been, uh, as a university student, it's been um, in some ways different, but in some ways the same as high school, right? So I guess this is program-specific. For me, I go to health sciences, um, what I found, and you know, I just to give some ton- context, I did take IB. Um, purely from a content perspective, it felt like it was an extension of high school, right? And so I had the luxury of of doing everything at home, but by doing so and not having to take care of all the um, the life aspects of being a university student and being independent, and all that, I had an exclusive view of what it was like to just. Uh, evaluate the, the content for con- so for content wise I really feel like it was just an extension of high school right um so that's how I, how I feel about some the you know that was what's was similar but I also have to realize that you know it's really uh when, once you get into the university environment there's so many people uh, you really have to understand that the quality of relationships for me has been more important than quantity you know maybe perhaps those popular guys and girls you see at high school that's a very difficult here um you might have a few of those but certainly not very common uh, but he also you know also extends professors right very rarely are they going to know you so what are some of the uh the general things i've noticed just from a purely university school-based perspective you know so really to the viewers out there just cherish your relationships with teacher now you know whether it's good or bad, because at least they know your name and uh, who you are. Okay. okay um, so, yeah, thank you for giving that advice. Uh, you're so formal. I love it. Um, <laughs> such a wise guy. Um, I'm sure we'll get this throughout the episode, and uh, I'm pretty sure the viewers will enjoy it as well. Um, today, our topic is recapping our past two episodes being uh, procrastination and motivation. Mm-hmm. We gave our own accounts of like those things in our lives plus we did some research um today if we have any university listeners or people who are going to university or choosing that path in life uh we have you and we would like to hear your experiences with both of those josh would you like to take it away from here oh yeah so i mean donnie you mentioned the kind of this generally you mentioned um this is a bit off topic from what neil just kind of transitioned into but I'll, i'll get back into it later um so you mentioned the content thing. And I know with IB, you have the, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have the HLs, right? So let's say yeah. you probably took like HL Bio, HL Chem, and HL English. Yeah. Um, did you opt for skipping that first year because you had an HL course? No, I didn't opt for skipping it. And there's a lot of reasons why I didn't. I know people who did. Um, honestly, it's it's based on what you, um, it, a lot of it has to do with preference, I guess. But if you're a first year, you know, 
one thing for me is if you skip it out, honestly, there's probably not going to be any repercussions going down the line, except for the fact that you might not be ready for a second year camp, right? When I went to university in my first year, I uh, probably forgot about 80% of uh, the stuff I learned in high school, right? All that chemistry um, or whatever. So I had the option to, to um, skip chemistry if I wanted to, but I, I didn't because I knew that if I could barely remember the content of uh, high school in my first year of university, and how would that reflect if I go into my second year and now have to do second year content um, while I'm still confused about high school content? Does that make sense? So really, it was more so a personal choice than anything. There wasn't any uh, external barriers. You know, when people talk about if you want to go to professional schools, you need X, Y, and Z prerequisites. You know, there's a lot of opportunities to take those prerequisites down the line. Like one course in the beginning of first year is really going to make that much of a difference. Um, does vary, but you know, for most of them, it's not going to matter that much. So really, for me, it was just a matter of you know accountability. So when I go into second year, I'm able to 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 go in with um with um you know a, a good background, and uh, so I wouldn't be as confused, especially because I know second year. For my program, people have called it uh, one of the more so harder years, right? And I don't want to now have to balance that difficulty with even more. So that's what I think. Yeah, okay. So you mentioned you like you touched on the like difficulty of the program, HealthSci. And I think a lot of people that are like looking into going to HealthSci know that McMaster HealthSci is like a very difficult program, not only to get into, but like to maintain good grades and kind of go into, I guess, med school would be the end goal for most people. Um, I guess what was the motivation, but like behind trying to go into McMaster Health Science in that program? Well, that's a question that I still sometimes have to ask uh, answer myself. Hmm. Everyone's different. For me, I'm the type of person who wants challenge um, because I know if I take the challenges. Uh, it's not just that feel good. It's not just that, but it's that if you do succeed, then there's, you know, what, what you have there when you do succeed is just very valuable, right? To me, what's valuable isn't necessarily just calling myself a health science student at McMaster, but what's valuable is being able to communicate with people there, meet people there who also uh, are, are great students, right? It's about really those things. And so, what motivated me to go was, was, I think, precisely that, right? Um, it was the fact that uh, I knew if I was able to attend this program that I'd be able to really be with people that will push me to be better. And as, I know people are going to say that sounds cheesy, but it's true. For example, I've done quite a bit now in my first year with a lot of people who um, I've been working with, right? These are not school-based projects. These are projects that we do because we're genuinely people who are interested in that and you know the amount of success and how much we push ourselves and what you know what we do it's all a reflection of the quality of of, of the character right and I just felt like this program had a lot of that character very high quality and so I think that was primarily the reason why I wanted to go. And also, and here's the other thing that I really don't recommend, but I have to admit, because I don't want people making the same mistake I did. Um, for me, 
McMaster Health Science, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of hype, I guess. People talk about it a lot. They say it's good. And I'll be fully honest, I am a very, um, I'm a very big, I'm very big when it comes to hype. Uh, it's not a good thing because I don't do research. I didn't do research on McMaster Health Sciences until I applied after, like after I applied. So um, that's one thing that I don't really recommend. In fact, I don't recommend it at all. I just felt like I should do it because everybody else is doing it. And that's only going to get you so far in life. Like, for example, I even applied to Ivy uh, Business School, right, for Western. Like, what does that have anything to do with my career goals? I don't know. Like, seriously, like, think about it now. I'm like, what am I even thinking, right? But there was a hype and people said, oh, yes, this is good. That's good. Queen's Commerce is good. I almost applied for Queen's Commerce. But like, I did apply. That's the funny thing. I applied for Queen's Commerce. And then a few months later, I came back. I'm like, what am I doing? And I retracted my application. <laughs> they couldn't refund me the $50. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm a big sucker for uh, hype. And that's something I want to tell people. Don't do that, right? You tied yourself to the hype. You're really going to regret it later on. Now, I was lucky. Because after actually researching the program, you know, after I applied, I realized that this was actually my number one choice. Could have very well been that after I applied instead of researching this program, that it wasn't what I wanted. I was lucky that it was. Okay. But for everybody else out there, really research into it. Speak to the people who are in the program. Right. Um, and as, as much as I, you know, love um, going to like places like, um, OUS or was it OUS, the Ontario University, OUF, and all those places. A lot of the times you have to realize that the most accurate information you're going to get is from the people themselves because they don't have you know, an incentive to, to sell you anything or anything like that. They'll tell you the truth from their experiences. And I feel like that's uh, pretty valuable. I know you touched on balance and I know you like doing like projects outside of school. Um, so I guess my question for you is like, we in high school have deco or other clubs. How do you essentially balance extracurriculars in school as a uni kid? And what do you do for extracurriculars if you have any examples? Hmm. Well, when it comes to balancing extracurriculars, it's not about just balancing time, it's about balancing what you do, right? And here's another kind of lesson I learned. When I was in high school, I, I filled myself too much of just um, things in my school, right? There's, like School clubs are fantastic. They're great for bonding. They're great to learn more uh, about uh, your friends and with teachers as well. It's great. But the problem is if you just do school clubs, it's very, you know, there's only, it's only one part of what extracurriculars is all about, right? And I don't want people looking at extracurriculars as, as just something you have to check off the box. Um, so when we talk about balancing extracurriculars, I want you to think about balancing it as in the type you do, right? Don't fill it all with your schools. I did that. Um, the only other thing that I did outside of extracurriculars was cadets. And I mean, outside of school extracurriculars. And that was probably one of the best choices I've ever made in my life. So you can only imagine how much more I could have gotten if I just had chosen to expand my horizon and not just keep myself at school. Um, so how I balanced it, I balance it with a couple of things. Um, the first type of extracurricular that I like to engage in myself is, first of all, school is important. Learn more about your school, about your friends. I have a couple of those, two, I think, yeah, at my school, right? Or even three, sorry, three. I'm two, two executive members for them, and one of them for HOSA, I'm just a member for that. You know, I, I like to get myself involved. I learn more about those people, and it helps you because, of course, everything develops your skills, but 
you know, being able to be in a school community and form those bonds, that's important. Okay. Then the next thing I have is um, they're, they're more so outside of school. Okay. So what you can do, and here's the thing, when you're in school, there's a lot of restrictions. I mean, everybody knows this restrictions with who can be involved, when you can meet, when things can happen, where things can happen, how much money. I don't even talk about money. You don't want to go there. If you're, if you're going in a school club, that's messy. You don't have that when you're someplace outside, right? Those things. And for example, for me, um, that was cadets, right? I was able to take so many opportunities there. I mean, I got my pilot's license there. I really grew up there seven years. I've been to extraordinary places, done extraordinary things. I met great people beyond my school and learned lessons that school clubs just could not teach me because of those restrictions, right? You can imagine in a school, it's like everything has to be very safe. When we're out there, cadets might be an extreme example, but you know, it pushes you mentally, sometimes physically, depending on what it is to, to, you know, to really become a better person. So you develop skills better in those places. And also there's more variety in school. It's very limited outside of school. There's so much choice as to what you can do. You can pursue something you're actually interested in, right? That's another type. Um, there's two more types I'll go to. I'll give you an example of how I meet all of them. Um, or try my best to meet all of them. Uh, the next thing you want to be able to do is to have leadership extracurriculars, right? Because the whole point of being able to, to be a member and to learn those, it's because you want to be able to develop those membership skills so you can eventually become a leader in your own way, right? So you want to seek those opportunities. And this is more so everywhere. It could be school, it could be outside, it could be whatever, right? You want to have those opportunities. That kind of leads me to my next uh, phase, which is one that most people don't have, but it's one that I really, really want to emphasize. Is It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, but for people who want to have real high value uh, impact um, based on what they do, I highly recommend starting something and being your own leader, right? Again, doing this doesn't mean you're better than anyone. Everyone's different. I have such great friends and some of them most, most of, they're mostly just all very successful. Some of them just don't want to do this, right? They don't want to have like leadership um, positions where they take control of everything or, or manage everything. They don't want that. So this is more of a niche population. It's more so what I like. It's where you get to control the value and you get to see the value where everything you do, you don't have to say was the work of a greater organization, but you can say is the direct work that you did, right? That can involve starting something, an organization, a community project, research projects, thing like, things like that. You know, you make an impact in your community and you can trace it right back to yourself. Those are some of the categories, right? Um, and I said, I'll give you a few examples of how I fit into those. Again, I'm not perfect. And there's probably more categories. And other people give you other advice, but this is just where I'm sitting at right now. So our school, I talked about school already. Extracurriculars, I'm still involved with cadets. I'm on staff structure now, civilian structure with them. Uh, I'm involved with uh, research projects, uh, with a few uh, research teams um, at hospitals as well, outside of, uh, outside of my school. So I've, I've done those. When it comes to leadership, um, most of my school clubs, like I said, I'm, I have leadership opportunities in. And outside, I'm also involved in a few other organizations that I uh, have leadership positions in. And when it comes to 
starting something, uh, making an impact. You know, I founded a, a few organizations, uh, but also um, another thing that I've done, which is more getting away from the organization side of things, more so on the community project. Uh, a few of uh, my friends at McMaster University, we decided to launch uh, a, a research project, but it's more so based on how we're able to affect certain policies. And so really it's a community project with research um, as a vital component of it. And through there, we've been able to publish a paper. We were able to communicate with a lot of experts and we're pushing for a lot of, um, uh, of changes we want to see in the community. That's completely self-led, right? So those are just some of the ways I fit in the categories, but you know, there's many more that you can do and there's more categories. I really liked how you talked about cadets and how it was a extracurricular you had outside of school and it had uh, like I have I I'm in cadets right now and I'm it has so many skills that you wouldn't like you wouldn't gain from being in a school club so I really liked how you talked about that um I kind of want to go back to high school and university like the transition I was wondering how um, your study habits, have they changed or are you more organized or less organized? Uh, so for organization, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm the type of person who is like, I'll organize myself only as much as required and nothing more. <laughs> so that's to say I'm not that organized compared to some of my other peers. Um, so in high school, I mean, now looking back at it, I don't even know how I survived. But in high school, I didn't have a calendar. I mean, I didn't have Google Calendar or anything. I just winged everything. I'm like, you know, based on my memory, like, this is going to work. I know I have to do X, Y, and Z by this date and that day. I don't know what my next assignment was due. I just know I get it done before then. Looking back at it, that was just some, some, some risk I took. <laughs> Somehow managed to survive through that. So when it comes to organization, I did improve a bit, right? I, for example, I make calendars now. I um, make sure that I, I keep myself accountable in that way. Um, but um, it is very important, certainly, being able to have an idea. And everyone's organization is different, right? For me, I don't like strict control. So I don't like block off times like 30 minutes or an hour uh, for X, Y, and Z. I'm more so like in a given week or in a given particular day, I'll just be like, okay, I have to get this done. I don't care how I do it. I can grind it all like at 12 a.m. if I want to, but I just have to get it done by this day. So the key lesson, I guess, or the key point from what I'm saying is some degree of organization is always important. As long as you can keep yourself accountable. For me personally, uh, I only do as much as required, but certainly there's no, uh, there's no harm, only benefits to doing more. So uh, for someone like me, the average student, I don't really have too much motivation for working. And, um, you know, that leads to procrastination for me. Um, as someone who has improved on their organization, uh, making it a lot easier for, to, you know, stay on track, what are some, like, tips and tricks that you recommend to any students that are struggling, um, motivating themselves, like, with motivating themselves to work? Oh, so it's motivation. That's the question, right? Okay. I, I've actually asked myself that pretty recently. Because here, because just bringing for a little bit of context, like for me in high school, it, it's like, yeah, I mean, not even in high school, you just think about it. 
there's so many of us and all of us we study so hard we go to school for so many hours a day uh we dedicate our lives to it basically right when it's school has become our life right and as much joy as you want to find it and a lot of times you understand there's there's a lot of things about it that we don't like it's boring right necessary but boring so when it comes to motivation i've always felt like in my higher school and even now that that there was something driving me and i actually didn't really know what it was right partially uh i thought it was just because i was afraid of not doing well and that fear was what drove me but more and more i'm starting to realize it's because i've always and i didn't even know this before it's because i had a goal in mind that's the one thing you have to understand you need to have a goal in mind right and once you have a goal in mind you'll do whatever it takes really um some people won't have that goal as of now that's okay take your time to explore it but i think everybody needs to have a goal right I don't know what it might it could be a career goal sure right you might want to say if i want to have this career i need to make sure i i get this done uh, and it's very very powerful because that's what sustained me for so long it's having a goal and seeing yourself uh in that position so that's what i think keeps me uh, uh motivated in the long term that's kind of like the foundation and there's more than the foundation there's other things that keep me motivated and um keep me accountable. And the other part is my friends. Okay. This is so important. I don't know where you've heard this. You've probably heard it before. Uh, if you haven't, then you're hearing it from me is that, you know, you're a reflection of um, who your friends are, right? That is more true than anything I have heard in a long time, right? If you surround yourself with the right people, they'll keep you motivated with, because if they're motivated people, you'll eventually be motivated too. And that's just how it is. Even if you don't think it's possible, trust me, put yourself in that environment and it will be, and it will happen. So that's what I think is uh, most important to keeping yourself motivated. Have a personal goal, right? Long-term. Uh, and secondly, surround yourself with the right people who are also motivated. It's contagious. I guess if you have no other personal questions, you can ask the one that was asked by um, one of the people on our IG page. We did put a poll up and a question box and this came in. It was essentially that, um, what do you essentially resort to when you're bored, um, either at home, at school, or in any setting possible? Oh, well, <laughs> when I'm bored, huh? Okay, when I'm in a university, it's like, I don't really have that much time to be bored. <laughs> you know, what I mean? there's always something to keep you busy, right? But okay, you guys are gonna laugh when you hear what I do to keep my, okay, first of all, physical health is important, okay? I love taking bike rides, I love walking, do it all the time. Um, it's, it's really important. So I, that's the first thing. I, uh, when I'm bored, uh, one of the first things that comes to my mind is how am I going to physically stay fit and, and exercise right so i that's the one thing i like to do and you know it, it's good because it refreshes your mind and it's important for your for your for your um, your health right it keeps you busy as well especially because you know when you talk about being so stressed out really taking that good old walk is, is really needed right so that's the first thing i do uh now the other thing is probably like not what most people are going to do but i've always liked Ooh, hey, I don't, not, I'm not, 
I was gonna say like I've always liked learning, but like I've always liked learning things that I was inter- that I'm interested in, right? Observe absorbing things that I'm interested in. I don't like necessarily like writing essays or or making things that are really intensive. But sometimes when I'm bored, I like to be a passive learner. I just want to be able to absorb content that I find interesting without having to fear of memorizing each piece of information that because I'll be tested on. So a lot of the things I do is I'll watch documentaries. I'll go, a lot of YouTube is a very good source, but you have to choose the right channels. Right, I'm a, I really love history. I look a lot at history, especially uh, world wars and and um, all that stuff. So I, I'm a passive absorber of, of content in my free time, if that makes sense. Passive. Okay, I'm not writing essays or anything. Generally, just things I'm curious about, right? For any of our audience audience members, I do the same thing. I go on YouTube. Uh, There's two channels that I know of. One is called Veritasium. You should watch them. They do very, very- Isn't that the science guy? Yeah. 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 Wait, wait. Is is it the guy who just does a bunch of weird stuff with his phones? No, no, no. It's the science. That's the other guy. That's TechRacks. So, <laughs> TechRacks does like the drop test stuff. Oh, he doesn't. T- I, I can't remember, but no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That science guy's really good. I like that. Yeah. So, Veritasium, they do a bunch of cool things. I think like their latest video was about like something to do with physics. And then there's also another cool one called, um, you've probably heard of it, Vsauce from all the memes. Um, yeah. So, Vsauce is a really cool place. Um, you know, hey, what's up? Uh, Vsauce. Uh, hey, what's up? Vsauce. Michael here, whatever. Yeah. You should be able to recognize that, but they do really cool stuff as well. Um, you should check them out if you're trying to become a passive learner. Wow, I sound like an advertiser or something. Jeez, not, hey, hey, yeah, so people who are listening, don't don't take us the wrong way. We're not saying, yeah, be like intellectuals or anything like that. Like, that's, that's not what we're saying. You know, just try it, try it yourself. It's pretty fun. You know, just go to YouTube and just watch whatever you want. That's that's content and knowledge, not you know, just watching someone game on or something or Fortnite, whatever. Like generally, there are things that are curious. That you'll be curious about right check out those channels and like it'll, it'll help you out. and here's the thing i want to actually talk about that people people might ask me well, do i ever use this content believe it or not i've used stuff that i learned uh through passive learning way more than i thought i would because you think like oh yeah you might not remember anything but trust me there are salient pieces of information or themes concepts that you will always remember and i've used them from my theory of knowledge essay at school to organizations, to even winning arguments. Like one of the things I do that my friends always pick uh, pick on me for is I love to use quotes from people. Like I will memorize quotes and I will use them. And I see so much of that when I'm watching and just absorbing. Like I don't need to memorize a quote. It just it just comes to my head, right? So you use it so for so many places. And I've used it for school so many times. Actually, for my McMaster Health Sciences application. One of the first questions I used was based off of something that I saw as a passive learner. It was something about equity and um, equality. And I saw it on Instagram once while I was observing. uh, It was a philosophy kind of run for me. So see, it doesn't have to be from books. It doesn't have to be from those places. Like it can be non-traditional. Like sometimes I read from articles, but more so I'm on YouTube watching those videos. Sometimes I go on Instagram. Believe it or not, there's actually some stuff on Instagram. I don't recommend it for passive learning, but that's where it came from. So can you believe it? Instagram actually got me to write a, a, a good amount of health sciences application. And so it really just comes from, from everywhere. That Instagram post, 
Was it? Yeah, an Instagram post. I think I think I might know what you're talking about. You mentioned equality and equity. Was it like something where there was a fence and then there was like different boxes that? They yes, were yes, they were there was. To look over the the fence. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I remember no, I didn't say that. I didn't say it was like that, but it helped me understand what the difference was between the two. And yeah, yeah. obviously, I did more research, but there was you know it inspired me, right? That's not really like a that's not really like a passive learning one. I think that was more so like I was on like a philosophy run kind of, and that just showed up. It's not very content heavy, but it's still something, right? Teaches you something. Yeah, I think some people might be listening to this and they're like, "Oh, passive learning YouTube." No, no, we're not not advertising. I just made that term up. I'm not gonna search up Vsauce and just like learn quantum quantum physics, but like if you think about it before you probably enjoyed learning at some point like if you think of a kid right think of like a four-year-old kid and the amount of questions they ask right like it's an annoying amount where they just keep on asking questions like they just want to learn right and then a lot of people if you ask a lot of students they've kind of lost that motivation to learn because it's become like what donnie said it's like you have to you learn things to be memorized and like to test Mm -hmm. to get tested on right if you can kind of transition back into like that passive learning so for me, I think I started watching this channel called Kurzgesagt. I don't know if it's like this German animation YouTuber. They do this amazing educational videos. If you haven't watched them, you have to. But there's like some of the most fascinating topics that you kind of just watch them and they're entertaining and you also learn, right? And I think that really led me to like fall in love with learning again and kind of realizing that I don't need to learn just to do good on tests. I can learn just for the fun of it, right? Because like having that knowledge and like doing all these things like winning debates and just like writing mm, game, writing great well. like mm. essays on stuff that I enjoyed writing about it was pretty fun actually like it really solved my boredom yeah honestly it helps a lot with um impromptu debates where you can't necessarily research so like just having it at the back <laughs> of your head and then your opponent has no clue what you're saying but then you win it feels like you're on top of the world yeah it's just accumulating pieces. it's like what i've noticed like you accumulate pieces of knowledge like you might not see the relevance and this is very true because i because it happens to me like you might not see the relevance but then it all comes together like disciplines will connect in ways that you would never have imagined but they do and it's just incredible to see how it does right yeah and here's the best part about it you don't have to actively say okay how am i going to connect this with that I'm going to get tested on this. You don't. It's like a natural human function. Like you will just connect things and it'll just come to you. And all you have to do is just be curious and just look at whatever you want to. I mean, like I even look at, like when I see passive learning, I'm not talking about like all academics. Like sometimes I just watch like a video saying why the wine industry is not doing well in like Australia or something like that. I don't know. That's curious. It's like from Business Insider, I think. Just watch it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think like also like the really cool thing about passive learning and like there's this channel called Wendover Productions, I think it's called most random topics ever. But they, they had this thing of like how airline companies work. Obviously, I don't, I'm not really interested in like how airline companies work, but I watched it and it was really, really cool. But passive learning, it was really just if I don't enjoy the content or I don't understand it, no worries. Right. I'm not going to. Exactly. The test. No, there's no like, fear of failure. Right. Like if I don't like hook on to the content immediately i can switch onto a different video or like whatever i can open up another book or different documentary i think that's like the really cool thing about passive learning that people don't really like you don't really understand until you're doing it right it's like i can just close this and there's going to be no repercussions at all Mm. right 
That we don't know. If, yeah, uh, yeah. We don't know if passive learning is an actual term, though. Don't don't like. Oh, okay. Maybe let me search it up. Actually, I have no idea. If it's if it's something other than what we talked about, then we're not talking about that. You're a sponge, basically. We're telling you to be a sponge. Where the learner receives no feed. Okay, never mind. We're we're definitely using it wrong. No crap. <laughs> learning for fun. Learning for fun. We're sounding oh, like a bunch just of like curiosity, possibly. Um, oh, curiosity is a good one. Yeah. A philomath is a lover of learning and studying. Like a polymath, basically, but a philomath. I don't know if that I don't know if that's correct. I just searched it up on Google. Math. Yeah, a philomath. So I guess uh being a philomath, it may sound like uh, a nerdy thing. Apparently it's pretty cool. Lover of learning and studying. And that's not just like not like loving your uh, your grade 11 math class and uh, it, it's loving like actually learning new things right then i guess we have no other questions um nilo and you want to add anything to the passive learning or philo um math thing above that we just said no okay then i guess we're good that's it for today's um, podcast episode. Thank you, Donnie, for being an amazing guest. Um, I personally knew nothing about half the stuff we talk about. I mean, I'm not even close to university. So, but it did help because um, as an IB student, I like to plan at least seven years ahead for absolutely no reason. Don't worry. I, I didn't plan for <laughs> that. Okay, you probably should plan, but like, don't get so caught up with like what's going to happen in the next 10 years, you know? Like it's, uh, you just... Sometimes it's okay to, to not know just yet. As long yeah, as not. I made like several plans because I keep on changing my decisions because I cannot stick to one thing. It's just not working. So we made multiple. That's good. As long as you don't restrict yourself, that's good. That's exactly. important. Everything in moderation, right? Like I was definitely on the opposite side of the spectrum where I did not plan this year at all for my grade 12 year. I kind of just went in applications like, a few days before it was due on the Ontario University Application Center. OUAC. OUAC, yep. Uh, submitted, like, submitted a few days before. Applied to, like, 10 programs. Half of them I didn't really research. Kind of like the same thing that Donnie said. Um, it definitely got sucked into the hype, but... Yeah, yeah. That's that was pretty much it. You know, I told myself uh, for, like, the longest time, ever since I was, like, in middle school, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'll do, but I'll figure it out before grade 12. And then grade 12 came. And it was university application time. And I literally was like, I don't know. So I just did whatever the hype told me to do. Yeah. So it wasn't until I got into university that I kind of figured things out. But even then, you know, you're still continuously figuring things out. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, a reminder, fun things are going to be happening next week when you're listening to this. Um, we're going to have a live stream. So if we hit 1,000 followers on our Instagram and 100 subscribers on our YouTube, I will be going bald live on YouTube. Live. So, so Donnie, I better see you in the chat. You know, hopefully, uh, maybe I'll be going bald. Maybe I'll just be talking. It'll be fun stuff. Um, I want to see you bald, Joshua. <laughs> I'll look like an egg. I'm, I'm kind of scared of what I'll look like. I've never gone bald before. If you don't know what our socials are, um, check us out on Instagram, Novus Chats. We have a link tree or like a link that send, sends you to a bu bunch of links. Um, our YouTube should be on there. Subscribe. 
it takes like five seconds and you can see a guy go bald. So I suggest you do that. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much it. Uh, once again, Donnie, thank you for coming. Look fabulous today, by the way. Yes, thank our you. guest speaker starting off strong. Yeah, it was great. And uh, yeah, I guess that concludes this episode. Thanks to all our uh, listeners, viewers, whichever platform you're on, audience members. And uh, tune into our next episode coming next Friday at midnight. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.